1: Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored
2: by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. Yeah, let's talk a bit about those 27 years at Sky. (laughs) Cover them off in one podcast. Um, Let's cast our mind right back to your childhood. And when you first kind of caught the bug, if you like, what was it about pugilism that sort of caught your imagination and, and, and... and essentially took you on a career path that has is, is spanned nearly three decades.
0: It's a strange one really I mean I wasn't necessarily just a boxing fan when I was a kid I was a massive sports fan I, I used to watch everything football big Liverpool fan as you can see cricket, darts, snooker, the horse racing, the Formula One, the tennis is a, is a big passion of mine you, you name it I, I, I watched it when I was a kid and I still do that's my real love it's a passion of sports, and you know a i i I sort of tripped into boxing i mean i think i probably wanted to be a football commentator first of all or or a racing commentator my my um my late grandfather his best friend was a a a a guy called Peter Bromley, who was a wonderful horse racing commentator, and I went to I was lucky enough to go into his uh, commentary booth at Ascot one time. And he had these big field binoculars. I was about twelve or thirteen, and you know I couldn't believe he was sort of calling these twenty five horses that you know, and he, he had he had sort of one little sheet to look at, and then he was just on the field binoculars. It was wonderful, and it just that was a big inspiration. But I think you know even earlier than that, sort of I remember like maybe 10 11 I was I was turning the TV down and 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 commentating or doing my own sort of reports on little dictaphones before my voice had broken and you know i drive my parents mad you know we just yeah you know, con- just continuous chat just talking talking <laughs> talking about sport i can still remember doing the 1983 grand national you know, court on the far side here comes Spain, hello dandy between horses and they're coming to the elbow and all of that and and i did that before my voice had broken so it was like that's how long i wanted to do it um and i i went through i went through i was I was educated in in a, in a very lucky in a, in a big private school, St Paul's, really good school, um, and they all went off to you know. George Osborne was in my year. They went off to sort of, you know, run the country or, you know, become captains of industry. And I think I was the only person there who wanted to be a TV commentator. And, you know, I remember going around the careers fairs and there was accountancy and, you know, and and medical, you know, medicine stuff and law and all this. I was just thinking, I don't want any of this. I want to be on TV and I want to do TV sport. And then I thought, well, maybe that's not right. And I did a lot of drama and I thought maybe I should act and I wasn't very good at it. So I didn't know, I did theatre studies at, at university and but you know they it was like people were pushing me to go into sort of maybe retail or whatever my father had been in retail and and has been all his life so but I was like no I want to do this and um I I ended up going I would I had a between school and university i had a, a gap year and i worked at tvam and i was just i was a copy runner through the night and i sort of just handed scripts to mike morris richard keys lorraine kelly or johnson and you know did that for a while then i was going to go back as a graduate trainee but tvm lost their franchise to the gmtv so i ended up after university thinking what am i going to do and i went out to washington uh, through a contact and i, I worked at cnn Uh, In Washington for a few months as an intern in the political department. I did cross, I worked on the Crossfire show, which was the Democrats and the Republicans. So I really got into sort of the the news. And then that took me back to London to uh, NBC, ironically, and then ITN. And I worked on the home news desk at ITN for a few months. And I was sort of passionate about news. It was the, there was all sorts happening um the labour leader john smith died that was a huge story the Muller-Kintyre helicopter crash when i was on on the on the desk there was all sorts of dramas that you sort of had to you know my good friend terry lloyd unfortunately got killed out in um, in the crossfire in the gulf war and i was like there was so much that was happening it, dave came my my cameraman then became my cameraman at sky many years later but it was like i made some really good contacts in the news world and i thought maybe this is my future but i just thought there was something niggling at me saying i've got to keep the sport going and at that point, I was, as I said, a huge sports fan of everything. Boxing had, had become a, a big passion of mine. Um, I, I fell in love with it. I think with Hagler Hearns, um, I cried. I loved, I loved Tommy Hearns, and I cried when he lost to Hagler. I was about thirteen, and at the same time, I also really admired Barry McGuigan. And I sneaked into his world title fight at Loftus Road against Eusebio Pedroza. So I was about 13. And I just thought, oh, I thought Barry was unbelievable. The whole a United Island and the fans and the passion. I just, I just really enjoyed it. I just thought absolutely fantastic. And so I sort of hooked into boxing, but it was one of many things. And then I applied to, into sports television. I, I was lucky enough that, that Vic Wakeling took me on at Sky Sports as a junior. And he said to me in the interview, and he interviewed me and he said, he said, what do you really like? And I said, well, you know, I don't know, he said, have a listened to some of these things. So I had my dictaphone or my tapes, my old commentaries. I said, well, this is how long I've wanted to commentate. So I'd like to commentate. And I said, he said, well, what, you know, what sports? Are...? I said, well, I like all sports. I said, one of them is, is is boxing. And I told him the story about when I was at CNN, I went to work in Evander Holyfield's camp and uh, went to the Riddick bow fight. And it was the second fight in Vegas They had a great first fight. And the second fight in Vegas was 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 was, it was outdoors at Caesars Palace. And it was, it was known because... Um, some lunatic came in on a sort of propeller. Uh, he was called the fan man. Look back at the tapes. He crashed into just around ringside and it was just a madman. I think mean, he ended up on back at Buckingham Palace a week later or something. And then, I mean, he was a crazy guy. Anyway, he, he, I just thought this is mad. And we sit, we're sitting there and this, this thing came over our heads and it smashed into, you know, just the, the canopy at ringside and um, the whole fight was held up. So, And the fight then changed because Holyfield was fitter and came on down the stretch. I thought, this is mad. This is like, this is like a theatre. Like this whole sort of sport is crazy. And I thought, I like this. You know, it's it's my love of theatre and it's my love of sport and it's my love of unpredictability. and, And then it's like this, it's so confusing as well. So many belts, so many titles, so many this, so many that. And it's like, I just, I don't know, I just sort of loved it um and then so I said to Vic and he said right go and work in the boxing team and at that point it was Gary Norman was presenting and producing it was just a one-man show and uh, and I went and helped him out and you know the rest as they say is history and Barry McGuigan ironically my two real heroes when I was growing up apart from the, all the Liverpool players like Kenny Dalgleish and when I got to work with Kelly that was like oh my god um <laughs> but when but but my real heroes were David Gow the cricketer and Barry McGuigan and I worked on the boxing, and I also worked on a show called One to One. And uh, the producer, Neil Alton, said to me, um, "The first guy I want to get, I want you to call is, is David Gower, and here's his number." So, like within the first couple of weeks of Sky, I was like calling my hero up, going, uh, "Is David there, please?" Uh, "Yes, yeah, speaking." "Ha ha hi, it's uh, it's Adam Adam Smith. I work at Sky." "Adam, how are you? Nice to speak to you." And I'm like oh, my God, this isn't happening. And I've still got that. Whenever I see David around, it's just like I've still got actually on on my wall a, a, a massive sort of tribute to him. And the other hero was Barry McGuigan. And a year into Sky, Barry signed this big deal. He was going to come and be our analyst. And my job was to take him around the UK to different gyms for a year and produce him doing pieces. I'm like... I can't believe this is happening. So I was just, I was a sports fan. I was rubbish at all sports. I mean, really bad. But I'm really good at watching them. And I think that's what I always wanted to do. And I still do. You know, I've got the cricket on. I've got the tennis on. I, you know, the darts, whatever it is. So I say boxing is my business and I love it. And I love the the the, the whole drama of it. But I do love sport across the field as just something that is just in me. And, you know, long may that continue. Well, it will always continue.
2: I mean, I have to say, the ability to commentate on live sport is almost beyond me. When I hear you or Crofty, or there's a number of uh, commentators, I think Formula 1s must be so difficult to commentate on, particularly all the helmet designs are changing all the time, just to try and keep track of who's who. but the energy that you give it and the able, the way you're able to bring that sport alive and act as the conduit between the sporting event and the fans, you're, you're doing something that I think very few can do. There are obviously plenty that want to do it, though. And I feel at the moment that it's a particularly tough time for young people who are trying to break in. I mean, obviously, it's a very different world now to 27, 30 years ago. Have you got advice for aspiring commentators, knowing the current climate as you do, but also uh, boxing and indeed all sports at Sky and and other broadcasters?
0: Absolutely, and I agree with you with Crofty. You know, I I, I actually met him properly up at the darts uh, at the at the palace, and it was it's funny. He absolutely adores the arrows, and so. Oh, yeah. the... And and he's been doing it for quite a, quite a long time, and it was my first sort of stint helping out, and so I was the new boy, and which is a bit weird because I've been at Sky for so long, but you know, and I was working it was great with Wayne Mardell and John Part and Mark Webster and Laura Turner and all these 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 great names, and but you know, Croft and I were just like, it's so mad, isn't it, that I've come from the Formula One world, which is totally different to darts. You come from the boxing world, and we sort of meet in here, and I think commentary, yeah, it's about storytelling, and I think it's about it's about a lot of, it's a lot of preparation, it's a lot of um, work, it's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that enable you to pick up that mic in the first place, and I'm I'm absolutely a, a stickler for, you know, for that, for that sort of, you know, you have to be totally on top of you know knowledge wise you have to sort of you know really work hard before you get anywhere near the event you know there's a lot of things you can do you can call people up you can obviously now with the social world as it is the internet and everything there's so much you can you know research you can do so i think that's really important but i think probably the one thing that you need more than anything is passion and that's that's what i feel i mean i've heard a lot of great commentators uh, over the years you know my I guess my idol and my my sort of hero within Sky going through the years was Ian Dark you know we're still very close I still think he's the the greatest commentator that we've had over the last 20-30 years and you know he was a a football commentator he was on the radio he was on a, a he was a brilliant boxing commentator he his light and shade his levels his delivery you know phenomenal and he taught me so much working alongside with him and Glenn McCrory and Jim Watt and Bob Mee are a terrific historian and statistician, you know, sort of traveling the world with those guys as a junior reporter, as a, as a young sort of aspiring commentator was brilliant. Because of course, as I said, I wanted to be a commentator from when I was a kid. So that's all I wanted to do. And when I walked into Sky and Vic Wagley and Mark Sharman said, Oh, it's going to take you 10 years to be a commentator. And I said, I'll do it in five. And I wanted to make sure that, that that's what I ended up doing. Um, because, I wanted to do it. And I think that so many people now, you know, I look at my kids and think, what are they going to become? They, they're going to become what they want to become, what's in there, right? I don't care if, if they if they want to become, you know, they, they want to help out charities, they want to work for the, for the NHS, they want to work in TV, they want to work in banking, they want to, you know, work in a coffee shop, they want to, whatever they want to do, they, whatever they want to do, it's got to be in here. And I think that's that's the important thing. It's got to be inside you because you and I have been lucky enough to do something that we absolutely love day in, day out. And when there's tough times, like with a pandemic, you know, we, we are, we just, and I, I remember walking to Madison Square Garden and doing my first unified world title fight between Ibrahimov and Klitschko. And I remember thinking, it wasn't a great fight, actually, but I remember thinking, I'm going to the mecca of world boxing for the unified heavyweight title. And you know what? if this all ends tomorrow and I fall down a hole or someone taps me on the shoulder and says, "Ads, that's it. You're done. I will be so grateful and so thankful to the people that have given me these opportunities. Listen, my advice to the kids, and I'm passionate about children, about, about mentoring young talent, you know, I work very closely with the Sky Scholarship System, you know, I've, I've taken Savannah Marshall through, Daniel Altmeyer, I'm very close to Emily Appleton, to Armani Lancicott, to Joe Fraser, to all the sort of current crop of scholars. I love mentoring. I love helping out. And I think that that's I'm in a stage now where that experience, you know, is important for them. I think that and my key is if somebody comes to me and says, I really want to be a sports commentator, I'm all over it. I'm like, I want to speak to you. I want to know why I want to, you know, if they come to me and say, oh, can you get me into Sky? I sort of say, well, what do you want to do? Or if they come to me and say, I really want to be a commentator. I am. Listen, that's what I wanted to be. That's what I, that's what my dream was. I didn't care about making money. I didn't care about you know being in the city, wearing suits, all that sort of stuff. I, I didn't actually. I wore suits at Sky a lot, but I but but that but that was because I just wanted to be smart at work. And I think I just was so lucky to get into Sky Sports at a time where there was forty five people in Sky Sports. You know, nineteen ninety four when I walked in, and we could all go into the edit suites and start voicing pieces and start reporting pretty quickly because there weren't that many of us. And I think it is harder now, but I think the same... Um, ethos the same ethics are there that if you are dedicated and you're passionate and you really want to do it you will do it it will work for you and it may not be in commentary it could be in presenting it could be that you want to you think about you think you're going to be a presenter and actually you end up being a a really high skill producer or you 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 end up a a director of a sport or something that's your path or you end up becoming a vision mixer or you end up becoming you know a, a great PA or whatever it is but I think that if you really want to do it, absolutely, you've got to knock down doors. I mean, when I was at ITN and I was in a job at ITN, freelancer, but I was in a job and I wanted to get into sports TV. I, I'm i telling you, and my stepmom will vouch for this, you know, my mum's a mad sports fan, my stepmom not so, but my stepmom's a, a really great businesswoman. And she said, you have got to keep breaking the barriers you've got to keep knocking no one's going to just take you on and i i, I must have written four 500 letters you know some of them with tapes some of them with all those old sort of dictaphone tapes and, begging people and that was hundreds of rejections and then you know a few people said well nothing around but coming for a chat and and those people I'll never forget you know those people that it was at radio two or radio five at the time one at channel four one at London Sports Network these people that couldn't give me a job but they kept me going and one of them eventually said oh have you tried Vic Wakeling at Sky and I was like I didn't really know much about Sky Sports. I think I'd written a letter, but I got a general... And I sort of followed that up and that got me a, a lead and in. So I think if you want to do it badly enough, you can do it and you should. But it is, it's, it's there's its got to be passion. It's Thank got you. to be passion.
2: Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink and you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones and join the community we're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks so thank you for joining us stay with us stay healthy stay home stay connected with Bose